You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. Now, this is the Nativity edition. Mm-hmm. It is, of course, quite literally the night before Christmas. And um, so we thought we'd give you a little festive flavour with, with our very own Nativity. I will be playing the role of Mary, and I'm delighted to welcome to the stage, called his, it is my better half, Tom Hiscott. He will be performing the role of Joseph. Hello, Tom. How are you? I was worried you were going to say I'd be Scrooge for a second there. Uh, I'm good, yeah. How are you? I'm very good. Yes, I'm full of the uh, full of the festive joys. Right, um, yeah. We've got um, we've we've only got two wise men for the listeners on this edition. I know we probably should have had three, but we've got two wise men. Our two <laughs> wise men are um, Jamie Hillman, the manager of Hengrove Athletic, and um, John Allen, the uh, the manager of Canesham Town. Um, but um, well, we'll look ahead then to our our festive um, fixtures. Um, we haven't got a great deal to uh, to talk about because. I think Scrooge was um, certainly at work in the Met Office over the weekend. We very, I was concerned that uh, Saturday the 21st of December, Tom, and um, we were going to have a complete and utter washout. But fortunately, we did get a few games on, didn't we? We did, yeah. Some, some good work by uh, a couple of groundsmen up and down the uh, division. Managed to get in, I think it was six or seven games uh, in the end on the weekend. So, yeah, it seemed to be the general consensus on sort of Friday afternoon on, on, on social media or where I was looking anyway that most clubs were thinking about it. Uh, not not got much chance tomorrow, but yeah, we did get a few through, which was which was good. Uh, but yeah, not 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 loads. So hopefully, brighter prospects for the uh, for the Boxing Day and then next Saturday as well. Yeah, we'll certainly be keeping everything crossed. Well, we're going to kick off in the Premier Division. The game's being played on Saturday, the 21st of December. And one ground that we can normally guarantee, whatever the weather, is Hallen. And, of course, the groundsman there, he did it again. The visitors were street. And and I'm sure that Ray Johnson and the boys were pleased that this match did get on, Tom, because um, they took all three points. They did, and they, yeah, made a a big leap. They're up up to fourth spot following this win. A really important victory for them, and it was a dramatic game there. So uh, yeah, all the all the better that the uh, the groundsman did manage to, to get the game to go ahead. Uh, 16th minute, uh, Halland did fall behind, uh, and and yeah, they left it late uh, before or coming back in this one. 10 minutes from time, uh, Carl Thomas scoring uh, from, from from wide out uh, to to level the scores, uh, and then um, with street down to 10 men, uh, they managed to snatch all three points. Halland. Uh, Deep into stoppage time, it was Sasha Tong uh, scoring a header and made it 2-1, and that was how it stayed. So, Hallen, uh, 2-1 victors over the street. Now, our next game was a um, uh, it was a, it was a score draw. Um, Shepton Mallet against Clevedon Town. We thought this one was going to be um, we thought this one was going to be a good one to watch, didn't we, last week, Tom? Yeah, I think it was one of the ones we picked out. So, I'm glad it went ahead. Um, pretty decent crowd there as well, which was which was really good to see. And uh, yeah, it did, did, did end in a one-all draw. Um, Archie Ferris uh, putting Cleveland ahead after 20 minutes, uh, but Shipton managed, managed to fight back, uh, grabbed a share of the spoils, and it was Aaron Sevier uh, equalising from close range just after the hour mark, and uh, yeah, and remained one-all, uh, both sides taking the point. Now, Wellington and Bradford did kick off, mm, but uh, yeah. unfortunately it started, it didn't finish. Um, so no. they'll have to go. Uh, they'll have to go again. Um, so we move on now into the first division, and this was the game that I was at. It was the biggest crowd in the first division. Devizes Town took on Radstock Town. Yeah, absolutely, and it was a, a good good win for the away side. Uh, a three 0 victory for for Radstock over Devizes. I think obviously Devizes have got their got their uh, first win in a while last weekend, um, and they weren't able to to back it up. It was Radstock 
uh, who now lie third in the table. So, uh, yeah, strong strong start to the season for them. Uh, 3-0 victors, uh, two goals in the first half from the Morgans, uh, Skip and Marsh, uh, and then Rico Sobers uh, added a late third. And, uh, yeah, they completed a 3-0 victory over Devizes. Yeah, very pleasant afternoon out for me and the girls. Um, family occasion, I was wearing my Christmas jumper and my little red and white hat. Um, probably a good game for me to wear that too, because given that both sides play in red, um, I, I wasn't likely to offend anybody. D- did see um, a great many friends from both Devizes and Radstock, which was lovely. Also managed to watch a little bit of the football. Um, I thought Radstock Town were worthy winners, but slightly ring rusty in front of goal. I think they'll be hoping um, for, for better when they take on um, Welton Rovers in the in the Coalfield Classico on, on Boxing Day. But certainly spirits are up there, um, another good three points secured. And um, Devizes, I thought, as well, had um, uh, had their moments in the game, uh, well-organised performance, and certainly plenty of commitment um, for the managers um, um, to take as a positive from that game. Uh, now, our next match, in fact, our only other game in the First Division, did feature Radstock Town's near neighbours, Welton Rovers. Again, another um, salute there to the um, um, to the groundsman. I went and had a bit of a look at Welton's pitch on uh, on Friday, and um, now he did a fantastic job to make sure that game could go ahead. And on this occasion, it was the away side that were mm. going to be the happier with that decision, Tom. Yeah, a little bit, well, both sides in the bottom half, a little bit of a surprise result. Hengrove maybe coming into... A little bit of form and uh, managed to yeah secure a one 0 win away at Welton so they'll be they'll be over the over the moon that the game went ahead uh, as I say just one goal um, deciding this one it was Mickey Parsons scoring just after half time uh, I think it was the 53rd minute and they managed to managed to hold out Welton had a, a couple of chances during the second half uh, but unable to to break down Hengrove uh, just a fourth league victory of the season for them but uh, an important one pull away from the the bottom two obviously with. Uh, with those two uh, I mean, their games cooled off at the bottom so yeah Hengrove uh, up to 16 points and yeah good good victory for them away at Welton well that was a great opportunity for me to get back in touch with a very old friend of the podcast Jamie Hillman of course Tom and I well in particular Tom saw um, saw the the great Hengrove promotion push coming a couple of seasons ago um, mm. time has moved on a little bit and has a few managers from Hengrove but Jamie Hillman is now back uh, at the helm and uh, I thought this was a great opportunity to catch up with him. Jamie and I started off by talking about the fact that um, it was fantastic that Welton Rovers managed to get the game on on Saturday. Yeah, if I'm honest, when we got to the grain, the uh, the Grainsman said he didn't think that the game should be being played. Um, and to be honest, we had our dates. We didn't think it should have been played either um, to start with. In fairness, obviously, the result now, it looks, you know, Welton wanted the game to be played. If I'm honest, we really, we didn't because of the situation at the pitch. Um, and we, we were, you know, we had a few missing. We were short on numbers. I'm not, not going to lie about that. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we didn't want it beforehand. Um, but obviously, after the 90 minutes, I think they would have rather had it called off. And we were delighted, you know. Yeah, it's the, it's the sort of the fickle finger of fate that football plays, isn't it, really? You beat Warminster 1-0 um, uh, and, then, um, uh, and then managed to lose to um, uh, Longwell Green. So which of these two Hengrove Athletics is the real one? Well, we, we lost to Longwell Green was, was the game before Warminster. Um, and to be fair, it, it's, tough to, it's tough to tell you which is the real Hengrove, to be honest with you. We, you know... I went back there this season. I probably wouldn't have, well, I say probably, I definitely wouldn't have joined another club in the situation they were in. 
Um, but obviously, I'd been at Hengrove for a long time before. Um, from last season, we were we were kind of left with nothing. Again, I say nothing. We were left with with a handful of players, three or four players, and that's it. Um, and they were in a bad bad state and you know uh, the blame's been put on all different people some could say it was the players from last year some will say it's the management some will say it's the it's the club itself and ultimately they, they didn't have a great season um and it doesn't really matter who's to blame because whatever happened happened and, and we got to try and move on what we have got is we've got a real young side a couple of experienced heads in there um and so with, with the younger players, especially with quite a few who's playing the level for the first time, you're going to get your ups and downs, you know. We, we, we have no expectations of this season. Um, it is a case of, we'll see, we, we'll go through a lot of players and see where it gets to us. You know, the, the Longwell Green game, a bit like the Sherbourne game, really, the better team won. And it is as simple as that, you know, they were bigger, stronger, better than us throughout the game. Um Against Warminster and probably, well, against Warminster definitely, you know, we went back to basics a little bit um, and, and put players in the team that were, you know, wanted to play for the badge and, and, and were willing to put their foot in and be a bit more stronger and a bit more compact. And, and it kind of worked for us, you know, and Saturday just gone, we were kind of rules reverse where... If I'm honest, I had a couple of players didn't didn't turn up, and we only had the bare eleven. We didn't have any substitutes on Saturday. Just gone. It was a case of a few of the younger lads had to come back in, and they adopted the mentality that the older players are trying to instill in them. Which you know, you all got to fight for one another. There, there is no easy games, and unless you're willing to work hard, we'll, we'll lose games. It's as simple as that. We'll lose games and concede goals. So. I think Saturday just gone well, and we'll count ourselves a bit unfortunate because they had a couple of decent chances that they didn't convert. Our goalkeeper, Carl Bush, made a couple of great saves. Um, but ultimately, we played to what we feel is our strengths and, and Welton's weaknesses, and it, it worked It worked well for us, but getting the, getting the result. Because the Welton result aside, I mean, if I look down the fixture list, you've had good results against the likes of Cheddar, Warminster, Wells, who, of course, have been going very well, and Ashton and Backwell. So, in fairness to you, you must be doing something, right? Yeah, I think that's just... You know, it, it's the mentality that they turn that the lads turn up to, and, and it's about you. You need luck in those games as well. You know, you, you mentioned the Cheddar game, for instance. Cheddar had the majority of the ball. You know, the majority of the play. They had a goal disallowed. It was you said it was harsh. I, I don't know. It was it was disallowed for handball. I didn't. It didn't look like handball from from where I was. But the referee who counts, he he thought it was handball, and then we, you know, one of our young lads break away and score. A wonder goal with with ten minutes to go. You know, Backwell, Backwell at home were was probably our worst performance. To be honest with you, Backwell at home. But in fairness to them, they're a very good side and, and they played they played extremely well against us. And again, you know, there was a bit of controversy there. Um, the referee gave a penalty. The linesman overruled him, and and little things like that that, that went our way on that day. You know, so yeah, we. It gives you that little bit of confidence. I think we can also go into games where we can see the sloppy goal and heads can drop, you know, and, and it's about trying to get that, that right. You know, we, we're, I think we're on minus 25, something like that at the moment, which for many games we've played is, is ridiculous, but it is, what, it is what it is like, you know, for us. And we're trying to get defensively better and hoping that it's not going to 
impact us going forward too much, you know, because we've still got the old adage, we still need to score goals. Um, and that's something that we're trying to work on. Now, you've got Bristol Telephones on Boxing Day, um, which is certainly a local derby um, geographically-wise, but probably not one with the sort of history that some of the other derbies that we, we know and love around the Western League. So how are, how are you looking at this game? Not so much as a derby, but really given where both clubs find themselves in the league table. Um, to, to be honest with you, it, it is, it's, it's like every game for us at the moment. It's a big game, you know, because we, we need points to start trying to creep up that table we're, we're lucky that again when I say lucky we're it's good that in our last two games we've picked up six points you know that's the first time this season we've won back-to-back games and it's great because it's give us that little boost it's put us um I think don't get me wrong 11 points 13 points something like that in front of telephones so many points in front of Bishop Sutton or below us it, it, you know we went above devices at the weekend so and we're looking now, it was good that the players were actually looking, saying, well, there's three or four teams above us now who, you know, a couple of them, we've got to get Welton, for instance, who we played Saturday, you know, we're three points behind them with two games in hand. All right, their goal difference is way superior than ours, but it's great that the players, for the first time Saturday, were looking at teams above them, going, well, we can mm. catch them now. And that's, and that's a mentality, like I say, you know, we, we've got 16, 17-year-old lads who have come into the squad this season, and and I looked at the look at the average age. You know, we we've got. I think Saturday we had five or six teenagers playing for us. And you look at that, and now their mentality is kind of changing. They they're not just turning up for a game of football on a Saturday and half-heartedly, if you like, or thinking, well, it's going to be easy. They know they've got to put a shift in now, and it's good that they're looking up and not down. Now, when we first started doing the podcast, of course, it was when you had your great promotion run. Was that your second time in charge of, of uh, uh, England? Yeah, that was the second yeah. time, yeah. Now, just out of interest, I know obviously you find yourself in very different circumstances, certainly this season, although, you know, um, you, you may well, things may well develop um, going forward. But what do you make of the first division um, this season compared with the one that you, um, that you were promoted from um, all those years ago? Um, it, it's tough to be honest to to make that comparison because we're in a different situ- You know, we're in a different situation ourselves. If before we were, or you know, I looked at the squad that we had before, and we wanted to be up at the top of the league, and we, we you know, what not say wanted, we knew we should have been up at the top of the league. So we went into most games thinking we're going to win. The, you know, we're, we could win there, and it's a case of well, how many will we score today, and things like that, and and deservedly so. You know, we we got promoted in that season. And like when we got promoted the first time around, it was exactly the same then. This year is, is a little bit different. Um, I think that the standards, certainly the standard in terms of the first division and Premier Division seems bigger. Um, I think that most teams that go up from the first division into the Premier Division, you look at the teams, you know, that they are down near the bottom, if you like, and, and they're strong outfits. And I think there's a there's a fair bit of money and things like that being thrown about. So the Premier Division is a is an extremely tough division. The First Division, similar. You've got the top clubs. You've got the you've got the Cheddar. You've got the Ashton and Backwell, um, Longwell Green, Sherborne. They're all top top. You know, they're they're going to be up there fighting for promotion. Mid-table, I think, is, is the old adage that anybody can beat anybody on their day. You know, the, the best team we've played so far is probably Sherborne because they came to us and looked a strong outfit from the goalkeeper all the way through. You know, Longwell Greenwell 
again, they'll be up there. They're a very good side, you know. You look at Bishop's Lydiard first game of the season, came to us probably thinking, oh, we've got a team that were relegated. And we beat, uh, you know, they beat us 7-0 and probably went away with aspirations of their own to be up near the top. So, and the usual suspects, the likes of Cheddar, they'll be about. Ashton and Backwell will win more games than they lose, you know. So, it, it's, it's a tough league. Is it stronger? I'm not sure. But it is, it's certainly a tough league. We're certainly finding it tough. Although, strangely, it's a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> Jamie, thanks ever such a lot for taking the time um, to speak to us. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you in the, in the new year and have a, a very Merry Christmas to you and everyone at Hengrove Athletic. And you, Ian. Thank you very much. Another job, another saving. Brought to you by Toolstation. Is this all the receipts? Yes, boss. For everything we got from Toolstation? Yeah, why? I just thought we'd spend a lot more than this. I know. We got all the best brands too. Makita, Santex, Karcher, Nest. Top job, top saving. With over 15,000 trade quality products at prices that are hard to beat, we're here to save you on every job. At Toolstation.com and all 340 branches. Now, we did also have a Les Phillips Cup second round tie on uh, on Saturday. It was Roman Glass against Canesham Town, the Battle of the Plastic Pitches, and, um, well, it was plenty of drama to be had here, Tom. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So a good, a good second-round clash. Uh, obviously played at Oakland's Park, uh, one of the ones you can guarantee will, will go ahead usually, and it was, uh, yeah, um, pretty, pretty, pretty entertaining game, as you say. Uh, Roman Glass battling back from two goals down. Uh, goals... Early in the second half, from uh, Matt Brown and Craig Wilson had put, put Kenshin in, in command of this one. Uh, but Roman Glass, twice in the final 25 minutes, managed to score, and it was Sam Wentland uh, and former odd down player Ashton Gray uh, managed, to, managed to find the back of the net, sending the game to penalties. Uh, and there it was Roman Glass who prevailed, 4 uh, 3, uh, to set up a, a home clash in the next round as well against either Bradford or Bitten. So, uh, yeah, the, obviously, with the, with the weather we've had, the, the, the second round game just sort of. Sort of happening in spits and spurts, but we are we are starting to find our our final eight. Roman Glass, the latest team to to get through to the next round, and uh, yeah, plenty more Les Phillips Cup action to look forward to in in the new year. Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Tool Station Westernly podcast, John Allen, the manager of Canesham Town. John, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us on the podcast. Starting off with um, the defeat at Roman Glass, I suppose the one positive thing we can take from the game was the fact that it was actually on. Um, but um, is this a fixture that you think we can start calling the El Plastico? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously for us, us and Roman Glass, our fixtures are normally... Obviously played every week, especially when we're at home. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of clubs probably at the moment wishing they, wishing they had a plastic pitch. Um, and obviously, in the, when the weather is good, they probably they're glad they've got a grass one. But yeah, at these times when the weather is particularly bad, you know, the game was on. It was always going to be on. And uh, as I said, yeah, we were slightly disappointed we didn't come through with it with a, with a victory. And we're in the quarterfinals of the cup, but. You know, it was it was it was a close affair. In, in all fairness, yeah, it certainly was. I mean, we won't dwell on it too much. But of course, at one point in the match, in fact, I think it would be fair to say until the final twenty-five minutes, you looked like you were on course for a notable victory. We, we felt we played quite well on, on the day. Um, we, to go two 0 up and to lose the game is was bitterly disappointing for us. Um, we, we felt that we played well enough to to win the match. Um, they they scored. Uh, we were obviously two 0 up. They, they made it two one with a, a really good header. 
uh, in all fairness. And we got done by two set pieces, which is somewhat lately we've, you know, we've been much better at. And uh, so it was really disappointing. Obviously, it went to penalties. And, you know, that's a bit of a lottery. So anything can happen with penalties. But, yeah, we, we were disappointed that we didn't have to be in 2-0 up. We didn't see the game through. I mean, before we move on to your um, sort of form in the league... Well, I don't want to linger too much on the weather because it's a, it was a bit. It certainly was quite depressing on Saturday. But one thing I, I saw notice raised in the week uh, it was on social media. So quite how sort of you know how how widely thought the idea is I, I couldn't say. But, but there was there were there were some calls for Western League games to be called off the day before the match. Um, if the if the weather conditions were severe enough to warrant it, and I just wondered, from your perspective as a manager, how do you feel about the sort of the protocol for calling games off? I think it's an absolute common sense decision. I, I totally agree, especially this time of year. You know, people have families on on, on a Friday night. Let they let the teams know. I mean, for the for the people that travel to to Wellington from Bradford, it must have been absolutely you know devastated Saturday to get all the way down there and have the game called off. It, for me let people know the day before there's so much planning goes goes into it to a to a match anyway that's just with the management and players you know you got to get 15 16 players halfway across Somerset or you know down to Cornwall these days to games you know not only that you've got the supporters then you've got the committees you know we want to know the night before and, and let's be fair the weather's been so bad lately I'm, I'm pretty sure common sense should have prevailed on, on a few times if, I, if I'm being honest well, looking at your form this season, you're 15th in the league at the moment. Are you happy with that? Do you think that reflects how well your side have started this season? Yeah, we've uh, you know we've obviously coming into the league. We've so hard for so many years to get into into the Premier League. We know where we are as a club right now, and you know the club and, and the and the people around me. We, we know we just want to stay in the league. Um, that first and foremost, after getting promoted, you, you want to stay in. Um, that's what we obviously bottom line that's what we want to do but we've got bigger ambitions than that we want we want not only want to stay we want to kick on so this year is always going to be a tough year for us um you know we haven't got bags of money or big budgets to go and get x y and z so you know we have to work with what we've got and we gave the opportunity uh for the lads that done so well winning the league last year to, to have a crack at playing in, at this level and in this league and we also knew we're, we're well well aware that you know with that is going to be inconsistencies um and at times we you know We've we've got some points that have been incredible. You know, we've we've beaten Exmouth, we've drawn with Plymouth, we've, we've drawn with Bridgewater, we've taken points off the top six, and you know, for us, our battles are probably what's going on from from ten downwards, really. I would say, and, that, and that, we know where we are. You know, we're realistic. Um, we're slightly disappointed that we've dropped points in in other areas, but obviously, have pinched a few in other areas. So, you know, for us to stay in the league this year is 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 the bottom line. But for me personally, and it's, it's sustaining and kick on. So, you know, we've got a target and we've set the lads, which will remain obviously in ice. But, yeah, we, we want to stay in and, and, and kick on. You know, it's the clubs. It's a big club, Kingston, and we've worked so hard to get back into the Prem. Um, so let's stay in and, and let's keep building. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite, you know, we'll be sitting out 15th. We probably feel we should be a few more points off, if I'm being, if I'm being brutally honest with you. We'll take that right now. And we've, you know, on the turn of the year and the halfway, we've got. 21 points to build on and you know we're looking to try and get to 40 you know 45 points as quickly as we can well one recent positive of course for you was that victory over Cabri Heath on December the 17th you must have been very happy with that we were I mean it's a local derby for us I mean you know, there's a few around that area yeah we always knew it was going to be a tough game they've had some fantastic results I think they they'd just come off the back of beating Westbury and I think Raymond Glass um, you know two great results for them so we knew it was going to be a tough game 
and we were really prepared for it. And, and you know, on, on the night, I thought we deserved the win. Um, and all credit to the lads, as I said, you know, they're a really honest bunch. And, you know, we, we play for each other and we play for the club. And on the night, I thought we deserved the win and, you know, a valid, never valuable three points for us. I mean, you have had a few difficult um, days at the office this season, haven't you? Um, with, up against the likes of Bradford Town and Tavistock. Um, but sort of looking, uh, you know, on the on the positive side of that, this is, as you mentioned, your first season in the Premier Division, having come up from the first. So, I mean, what which clubs have impressed you? What have you made of the standard, the jumping standard, from what you are up against last season? We've all found that the difference between the two leagues is, is actually bigger than what I thought. Um, it's a really, really tough league, the, the Western League Prem. And you look around some of the team sheets of the, of the, of the teams in the top top six, seven, eight, and some of the players that are banded around this league now. I think the league is strengthened. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, all the way down the league, it, it's really, really competitive. And it's a big difference from Division One. And that's not disrespect to Division One because that's a really, really hard league to get out of. But a difference in, in quality when you when you go to the Prem is, is certainly there for us all to see. So, we, we've had some tough times, and as I said, I touched on earlier, there's, there's going to be inconsistencies for us this year. You know, as we find our feet in this league, there's, there's been some, we played the opening game, ironically, we got Bradford on Saturday, and we played the opening game of the season, and I think for 45 minutes, we were they blew us away. I mean, it, we came in at 3-0 down at half-time, and it, it, quite frankly, it could have been anything. Um, but we regrouped, and, you know, and we kind of, we, we're learning on the job a little bit. So, yeah, we've had, we've had, some, we've had some tough fixtures, and as I said, we went down to Plymouth, and and drew three all, um, but they'll they'll be up there. I mean, the Bradford's impressed us. Plymouth Parkway, obviously, you know, really really strong outfit. I think that the Devon and Cornwall sides that have come in have really strengthened the league. Tavistock came to us, and you know, certainly for forty five minutes, kind of blew us away a little bit. We played Exmouth at home and won one nil on on that day. Um, so. Yeah, your, your Bradford's, your Plymouths. We haven't played Bitten yet, but then they're, they're up and around there. Bridgewater, a really, really strong side. We played them. We played them three times, actually. And they didn't close games. I think we lost 1-0 twice, one in a cup. We drew one all in the league down there. So we seem to have fared quite quite well against the top top six, seven sides. Um, and just let ourselves down against, against teams, you know, in, in and around us a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, the jumping standard is, yeah, you can certainly, certainly feel it, you know, on, on a match day. And as I said, when you look at, some of the reputations and the, and the teams and the players that are playing at this level now, I think, you know, in all fairness, that's, that's great for the Western League. And, mm. uh, yeah, I, think the, I think the league is strengthened. Well, you've got Brislington on Boxing Day and, I mean, you could virtually throw a stone um, between your two grounds. So what does this particular derby mean to you and your club? Yeah, I mean, we literally are. I think it's probably less than a mile away. Um, like any local derby, there'll, there'll be a lot on it. There'll be bragging rights. We'll, we'll want to win the game and I'm sure Lee and Brisbane will want, want to win the game. Um, for us, it's just another three points. We literally are taking it week by week. You know, it's every every game for us is a new challenge. It's 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 a challenge. We, we played them in, in the FA Cup right at the start of the season. They beat us one 0 at our place. Um, so we know they're strong. They've made some you know significant signings of in recent months. But you know that motivates us. As I said, you know our motivation is we worked so hard to to get to this level. You know, we came close for two or three years and. So that's why we're we're enjoying it. You know, we want to play against these sides that have, you know, got these you know these these players playing for them, and we we, we want to we want to make sure that we do ourselves justice and and put in a good performance and hopefully get the points. I've got such an honest bunch of lads, and I think on our day when we're right, we're we're a match for anyone. I think, and that's proved in our results this year. You know, we've let ourselves down a little bit. And, um, we know that, and but we've also had some great, fantastic results. So, yeah, I mean, Brislington, Kingsham. Like many, you know, it's a local derby, and 
for us to win it would be local bragging rights. And, and for me personally, just just another three points, which we want to get on our quest to try and get to 40, 40 as quick as we can. Well, John, thank you very much for your time. One one question that I, I have to ask you, of course, at this time of the year. and What, what, what have you asked Santa for? Three points. Three points against Brislington, <laughs> and, uh, and and then we go on to the next three points, and and you know that you know that's as I said, that's what we're that's what we're looking to get, and if we can do that on uh, Boxing Day, um, I think that'll be a, a great Christmas for us. No doubt about it. Well, uh, let's see if he's got that for you for you in his sack. Otherwise, you'll be giving him the sack. Um, John, thank you very much indeed for your time. Um, all the best for the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll catch up with you in the new year. Thanks, mate. Well, that's our uh, roundup of the games that took place on Saturday, the 21st. Um, but now we will look ahead to Boxing Day, uh, Thursday, the 26th of December. And Tom, uh, starting off in the Premier Division, which um, which which tie has caught your eye? I'm heading to Devon. Unsurprisingly, I do like my Devon derbies. Uh, we've got Plymouth Parkway uh, against Tavistock. Uh, that's the one I've uh, plumped for. Tavistock, uh, mid-table, but they've only played. 13. They've got quite a few games in hand on, on most sides ahead of them. Uh, they're going well uh, at the moment, uh, scoring quite a few goals and obviously travelling to, to take on Plymouth Parkway, who, uh, yeah, obviously sitting sitting pretty in second, only lost once all season and, and scoring plenty themselves. So I don't think this is going to be a, a dull affair by any means. I think there's going to be quite a few goals potentially. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how that one goes. And it's a 12 o'clock kickoff, so an interesting, uh, interesting uh, game on, on Boxing Day for those two. Yeah, just up the road an hour later, um, Exmouth take on Buckland Athletic. Mm. I'm sure that'll be another tasty Devon, um, Devon derby. The um, the game I'm going to go for, well, I'm a Wiltshire man, so you'd expect it, wouldn't you? Bradford Town against Westbury United now. Oh, yeah. um, in seasons gone by, of course, um, Bradford have, have certainly had the um, had the beating of, of Westbury, and Westbury don't find themselves in very good form going into this game, unlike their, their neighbours, um, of course, who are flying at the uh, top of the Premier Division table. But, um, well, you know, in derby matches, form books go out the window, don't they? So I'm sure the right. White Horse men will be fancy that they will fancy that they can get something from this one. That's a one o'clock kick-off. Um, so I think that'll be, a, that'll be certainly one to watch. Uh, now, moving on into the First Division, Tom, what's, what's caught your eye there? Yeah, slightly, slightly fewer matches to choose from, but I've gone for Bristol Telephones against Hengrove. So obviously Hengrove, victory uh, away from home on the weekend. Uh, can they back that up and they take on a, a Bristol Telephone side? Obviously, a, well, not not must-win territory quite yet, but it's uh, it's certainly getting that way if they want to want to avoid relegation. Only one win this season, and obviously Hengrove, one of the sides they potentially could catch. So a big big afternoon for for Bristol Telephones potentially, and also Hengrove. Well, I think we all know which one I'm going to go for, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's not Carn Town against Devizes. No, uh, it's the Coalfield Classico, oh, hey. uh, Radstock Town against Welton Rovers. And in some respects, a carbon copy of the game um, that I picked out in the Premier Division, because really the form book is going to go with the home side, Radstock Town. But but if we know anything about derbies, the, the form book, as I said before, goes out the window. And on this occasion, I think that the Green Army, the travelling Green Army, will be desperately hoping um, that that's the case. Radstock have been in fantastic form. Welton in and out. But if, if, if there's one match in the season where... Uh, where the Welton fans would dearly love to see Radstock's promotion push derailed, you can guarantee that it would be this one. I think there's going to be a cracking crowd here. Uh, it'd be fascinating to see exactly uh, whether that is the case when we when we um, when we you know when we look back on these fixtures. Um, let's just hope 
fingers crossed for all the derbies across Boxing Day that that gets um, that gets to go ahead. Uh, we've got a couple of um, uh, we've got some fixtures to talk about only a couple of days later as well, Tom, haven't we? Going into the new year, Saturday the twenty eighth of December. I mean, it's it's really we've got we've you know the the punters have got plenty to be looking forward to, haven't they? Which um, which pick which fixture in the Premier Division has caught your eye here? Yeah, busy old time for for some of these teams, especially if the weather. If it does hold, hopefully. Uh, I've gone for, in the Premier Division, I've gone for, yeah, one, a couple of the top sides. We've got Clevedon against Bridgewater. Uh, Clevedon up in third, um, going great guns. Uh, and uh, a pretty good pretty good home record. And they take on a, a Bridgewater side uh, who, yeah, will obviously fancy themselves uh, finishing in the top top couple of spots coming in the season as well. So I think that should be a, a pretty good clash down there. And I think I'm going to go for Chipping Sudbury against Roman Glass. And um, these are two sides that I'm sure, from from certainly from what we've heard on the podcast, are looking up, not down, when it comes to the Premier Division table. So both, I'm sure, will be going out um, to get all three points here. I'm sure it will be competitive and highly entertaining. And again, another shortened fixture list in the First Division, Tom, but still a few games for us to choose from. What's caught your eye here? Gone for for the Zebras, uh, Sherbourne. Uh, they're hosting Wincanton. Uh, Wincanton top six side themselves, and obviously uh, Sherbourne have had quite a few big home games recently. Come out not too bad out of it. They're still sitting pretty in uh, in fourth spot as we speak uh, on the 23rd. So uh, yeah, uh, it should be a, a good game there between those those two teams. Yeah, we've got a couple more derbies going on here, haven't we, as well? Yeah. Like the, the likes of Longwell Green taking on Old and Abertonians, of course. Um, I think I'm going to go for Corsham Town against um, Warminster Town. Warminster on their day, as we know, a, a handful for anyone. Their, their VARS form tells us that. Their league form, though, is pretty pitiful. So um, they, they, uh, they it will be very interesting to see which Warminster Town side turns up for this. I'm sure it'll be a good one because it is a Wiltshire derby and Corsham, I think, still could be in the promotion mix-up, but they're going to need a good 2020. So I'm sure that's what they'll be. That, that's what they'll be wishing for in their Christmas stocking. So heading into the Christmas um, um, period, then who are our hot shots in the Western League? Yeah, obviously not not loads of change of all the postponements, but a little rundown uh, quickly on the on the goal scorers. So in the Premier Division uh, for league goals only, it's still Adam Carter well out in front, 22. Uh, he's bagged for for Parkway so far this season. Uh, you then got a couple of chaps on 13, Lucas Fowles of Clevedon uh, and Jack Fillingham of of Shepton, who's found some form again recently. Uh, and then in the First Division, it's James Rustle of Radstock, uh, 17 league goals. Uh, and then uh, people chasing him include Harry Foster, he's got 14 for Wales, uh, Stuart Windsor of Carl, who's on 12. Uh, and then a new name uh, has recently joined the, the top top bunch. We've got Alex Murphy of Sherborne, who's in cracking form. He's just reached double figures, so he's up to 10. Uh, and then in the all competitions, uh, we've got Jack Crago still leading the way. Plenty of cup goals for him. He's got 27 uh, for, for Tavistock so far this year. Uh, we've got Rustle and Carter, obviously both leading the way in their uh, respective divisions. They've both got 22 goals in all competitions. Uh, and then Foster of Wales on 19 and Higdon, uh, Gary Higdon, that is, of Bradford uh, and Jack Fillingham of Shepton. They've both got 18. Thanks very much indeed. And uh, now what have you asked for Santa in your Christmas stocking? Oh, I think some dry weather would be nice in the, in, in, in the, in, in the Western, Western League area. Uh, you know, the usual socks. <laughs> yeah. not, waterproof, not waterproof socks I think we might need some yeah <laughs> uh, we have been reviewing your bulletin uh, which is very festive I might say you've got some very <laughs> nice little um, Christmas images I'm and where can the listeners find that uh, yeah that is on the website uh, there's a tab along the top uh, which takes you to the bulletin and you can download that 
uh, as a PDF and Word uh, format, and that usually comes out on sort of Sunday morning, Sunday lunchtime uh, after the, the games the day before, looking back and then also obviously uh, looking ahead to the, the fixtures uh, upcoming. So, yeah, uh, that should be should be uh, a couple of couple of issues coming out over the Christmas period, hopefully. Excellent stuff, uh, which is more than I can say for us because we will be taking a, a well-earned winter break um, mm. next week. We wanted very to get very foreign this... of us. Yeah, very much so. Well, I think it's the in vogue thing, isn't it? I think winter yeah. breaks are, are beginning to creep into uh, into English football now. But um, yeah. hopefully, that's um, and there's still going to be plenty of football for to to keep the the punters occupied over the festive period. Tom and I are off to conduct the Bethlehem census now. I'm going to go and see if I can find some room in the inn, or I think actually that's probably Tom's job. Um, but from Tom and myself for 2019, you've been listening to the Western League podcast. Merry Christmas and a happy new year.